art has always been my healing thing. Like if, if I if I don't if I can't do drum, dance, or yoga, I need to I need to really sit down with myself and figure out what the hell's going on. Like one of the three of them I should be able to do. And if I can't do none of that, <laughs> I need to just sit down with my soul and be like, okay, what's what's going on for real, for real? This is The Labyrinth and the Thread, conversations about creativity and mental health for, by, and with people who love to create things and have experience navigating mental health. I'm Amelia Aldred, and I'm glad you're listening. Today, I'm talking with Ia Williams, a holistic artist working in Chicago, Illinois. She's a yoga teacher, a dancer, a musician, and the founder of the Thug Hippie Bus Project. Content advisory, today's episode contains mentions of trauma and trauma recovery. I know that the Thug Hippie Bus is a mobile community arts and wellness project. Tell me more about it. Well, actually, I've always wanted to live off the grid. Like this has been a 20 year dream of mine. Um, not necessarily in, in the way that I'm using it now, but I've always wanted to live off the grid in a schoolie bus, you know, or, or one of the earth ships or somewhere, you know. So uh, I've, I've been on that ride a long time to bring it current when COVID hit. I needed to pivot, as everyone says, and was like, oh, well, here's the perfect opportunity, right, to now have my bus before I had kids. And, you know, it sounded like a great idea prior to kids. <laughs> and then uh, my second child is huge humongous. And I was just like, well, that's not going to be fun for him to live in a bus. I mean, he's 14 now and six feet tall. So I've now, he's he's big, he's grown, and I've now have the opportunity because of COVID, to have this bus because it fits with what I need to do, uh, which was be a, a massage therapist and do yoga. And since people weren't really coming into spaces anymore, it, it gave me the time to create this because I was like, well, COVID's not going anywhere and coming back into people's offices isn't going to happen anytime soon. So uh, I'm going to just be ready before everybody else. <laughs> uh, and so um I just, I don't know. It just, they just dropped into my spirit to, to turn it into a mobile community wellness and community building vehicle, literally. Oh, I love that, that it's literally a community building vehicle and that you can take it places um, and go where you're needed. That's a beautiful concept and idea. And I'm wondering, can as things change and people are experimenting with different ways to build community right now because we've, we've had to, I've often wondered like what kind of new ways of building community will we come up with? So you're doing massage therapy and yoga, and I know that you're also a holistic artist. So I'd like to hear more about what does it mean to be a holistic artist? I, I actually coined the term holistic artist with a W, not an H. There is a difference between an H and a W. H is the scientific idea of holism with a W is actually the practice of like you're living that life. You're not, it's not scientific. You're actually living the, the life. You know, you're walking the walk and talking the talk um, in practice. So that's holistic artist, meaning I am a creative. You know, people hate that word, but I am a, I'm an all-around creative. I can pretty much arts and crafts anything. I'm a dancer. I'm an expressive artist, paint, clay, wood, multimedia, 
video, music, you know, words, spoken word. Like I'm, I'm a creative. Um, but my initial point of being a creative is to heal people. And so I use the term holistic artist because I'm an artist that will use my talents for any part of the spectrum and holism to heal your person. And I'm, and I can do all of the things as well. <laughs> I can deliver the baby. I can give you a massage. I can talk to your head. I can tell you about nutrition. I'm a personal trainer. So I'm, I'm also actually all the things as well. So that's that's pretty much it. People are like, Ia, you do so much. And I'm like, really? They all go together in my head. That was my way of trying to help people understand that it's really all one thing. I just use a variety of things to get to that one point. That's really interesting. And as you said, a lot of people... We'll try to put that in boxes often of either you're doing this or you're doing this or you're doing wellness or you're doing arts or you're doing healing or you're doing exercise. What are some of the connections in your work that you've found? What makes working with people in all these different mediums to be powerful? Because it sounds like that's a very powerful thing. It's really, I guess they're all meant to do one thing and the connection is communication. It's just a, it's the vehicle of communicating what works best for you to communicate your health or your pain or whatever. What, what art do I have that helps you best communicate with me so we can heal that thing? I'm a drummer. Do you do better? You know, you, you might not be able to express yourself until you beat out some of that stress and some of that tension. And you don't realize that that was all you needed to be able to find the words to express yourself, or maybe it's a drawing or clay is very forgiving and you mess up and you can fix it and you mess up and may, that'll make a connection in your head. It's all of a, it, communication is the root of all of those things. So I will find how you communicate and use that art or the way you communicate literally to, to communicate back to you to that healing point that we're trying to reach. What's some of the process of how you figure out what someone needs uh, in that in that moment um, to be able to communicate and to be able to bond? Because I imagine everyone's different and everyone you know walks in with their own story. Everyone is not different. We all want to be heard. So you start with listening. Just shut up. People don't always want you to have an answer. You know, and we have to be okay with that. A lot of people, you know, even my friends, my family, it's like, I didn't tell you my problems because I expect to answer. Now you just pissed me off because what you said was less than helpful. You know, so if you're going to open your mouth and it's not going to be helpful, then it's better to just be quiet. So it, it just starts with listening and then you can better understand what to say. If you're actually listening to what they're saying and not listening so you can respond, right. which is the difference. Right. And you're, that's such a good point that it is such a powerful experience when you're truly listened to. I know for my life when someone has sat with me and listened to what I said and I could tell that they weren't just trying to think of the next smart thing to say or just yeah. to try to jump in and fix my problem. And and I understand yeah. that, you know, we want to fix each other's problems um, and that they just were sitting and receiving it and taking it in. And that was such a powerful experience and rare. Despite the fact that very few people take a straight and simple path to doing creative work, we hold that as a standard, as if you can't possibly be devoted to your vocation unless you do it all the time, from birth, in exactly the way you'd expect, with a specific set of credentials. And from conversations with creative folks, this really stresses people out, myself included, and sometimes makes it harder to share our work or create at all. 
One of my favorite teachers, a painter, used to tell his students that their art is their credentials. It's not that he didn't want people to train, he was a lifelong teacher after all, but he didn't want us to stop sharing our work or to be ashamed of our work because we didn't have an art degree or whatever other credential we thought we needed. Ia takes a similar approach to her work and we talked about her path to becoming an artist. What were some of the steps to to getting where you are now and understanding, as you do now, how these things are connected? You know, I wish I had a, a magic answer. Um, it was like I was just listening, like literally today earlier, to the guy who made Kodiak cakes. Y- y- are you familiar with I'm Kodiak? I'm not familiar with Kodiak cakes. Tell me about them. The pancake mix? The pancake. Wait. Oh, Okay, Kodiak I can vision the and the protein with the bear yes. on the front and the brown yes. box. And- yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. I know those. I was, a, I, I thought I was thinking Kodak, and I was like, like the pictures. Um, but no, yeah, cakes. Yes, and he was saying they were asking him, you know, do you feel like this was luck? You know, da da da. He was like, no. He was like, fish do jump into the boat, you know, like they. But you have to be out there fishing. They're not going to jump in your boat and you're sitting in your living room. You need to be out in the water and give the, the fish an opportunity to jump in the boat. Um, and I just say that I don't have a magic at like all these things were me innately. Like I've always been a dancer. I've always been an artist. I've always been a counselor since out of the womb like that. This has been me. And I, I don't really know how to be anything other than me. Like I've tried to get jobs. I've tried to work in an office and none of those things ever panned out. And people always be like, you need to go start your this or you need to go. So people are always pushing me, like closing doors, but closing the door and telling me like, this is not what you need to be doing. I don't know what it is, but it ain't this, you know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, and so there, there wasn't really a way to make art or make a living back when I started. I'm I'll be 45 in July. So, um, you know, there weren't massage envies. There weren't, there weren't even the word holistic artists with a W or H. There weren't expressive art therapists. There were no dance therapy programs. There weren't any of these wonderful creative things that now mix what I do back when I was growing up. So, um, I just always had to find it myself. And I, I, I went to school to be a, um, psychologist. Uh, I ended up pregnant and also not liking higher education. So I dropped out and became a paramedic instead. And in the meantime, was also a ballroom dance instructor. <laughs> so, um, and, and that made me do a lot of couples therapy uh, between them. And then they also started, now you didn't have to have a degree. They started coming out with life coaching. and But then life coaching was another thousand dollar program. I'm just like, and I'm always a believer in, education ain't always going to teach you to be the thing that you're trying to be. You can be a natural born artist and that's going to be dope, but I can't teach you to really be an artist. You know what I mean? So I just, um, I, I don't know. I have no special answer. They, I, I only want to do the things that I love. And I set out to do just that and that only. In our conversation, Ia said that one of the many things she wants to give people as an artist and a teacher is a medium for expressing and processing trauma. We talked about the different ways that her work intersects with people's healing process. For you, what are some of the connections that you found between healing trauma and doing creative work? I, again, it's it's a way of uh, back to communicating, whether it's you communicating with yourself, um, 
and being able to to be able to put your feel because they're feelings, so they're not tangible. So you're trying to figure out how what how to process them. Um, and art helps you go away from the thinking part of it, you know, to go back to the thinking part of it. Like you just have to find some way to get it out. Like if I know I can't eat, like I love food, so I know if I my appetite is gone because I'm sad. I know I got something to deal with. Like it's once if it's taking away my appetite, <laughs> again, that's me communicating and knowing that if I'm so sad, I can't eat. That's a problem or sleep. Cause I love doing both of those things. <laughs> but art has always been my healing thing. Like if, if I, if I don't, if I can't do drum dance or yoga, I need to, I need to really sit down with myself and figure out what the hell's going on. Like one of the three of them I should be able to do. And if I can't do none of that, <laughs> I need to s- just sit down with my soul and be like, okay, what's what's going on for real, for real? Um, and then, like I said, at the end of a drum circle, just getting that tension out or in between playing rhythms, people just start talking because it, it gives them a way to connect or release the feeling so they can connect. You know, it's not always about overthinking, thinking, 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 thinking. Sometimes you get to stop thinking about it. Because it's a feeling. It's not logical, <laughs> you know. And then you can apply some logic to your irrational fear or to the trauma that did hurt you in the past. Because out of all of the things I tell people, like, at the end of the day, honey, I'm, okay, great. It's going to come back to you. So I'm going to give you one more more nugget. I'm not sure if that was in there. Hippie is actually an acronym that fell out of the sky. That wasn't the plan. Um, I was telling my sister about Thug Hippie, and I was saying the acronym for Thug, and the rest of it literally just rose. So when I'd be telling, trying to tell people, whatever you believe in, I believe in Jesus, it dropped right down in my spirit, and the rest of it rolled right out. And so Hippie stands for Helping Inspire People Past Insurmountable Experiences. Um, I could have never came up with that by myself. But I love acronyms, so that's another gift, I guess. <laughs> So my so the name is the pitch. It came from Tupac. So a lot of people don't know that Tupac, the thug life, wasn't that was an acronym that stands for the the hate you give. Um, uh, little infants fucks everybody, and saying you know if you don't respect the children, they're gonna be the same ones to grow up and kick your ass, steal your money, you know, like because you didn't give them the love and support that they needed through this hood, through this trauma. To heal them. So thug life wasn't about him being some gangster, you know, like if you really listen to it, it stands for the hate you give um, little infants fucks everybody. It's impossible to talk about how people navigate creativity and mental health without talking about access to healthcare and access to resources like classes, grants, venues, and materials. This includes geographic access, physical access, financial access, and whether or not you are welcomed and made to feel like you belong. As Ia said, the Thug Hippie Bus is a literal vehicle to bring health and creative resources wherever they're needed. We talk about other ways she makes her classes accessible and welcoming. Um, you know, everything I'm gonna have to say is really cliche, but like, if you really live by these cliches, they work. I meet people where they're at. I don't go in the hood and Lululemon and speaking proper English and using analogies that they can't connect to. I go in and my, whatever clothes I got on, 
<laughs> you know, my cutoff jean stretchy shorts, because they got that at home. That's accessible. Some raggedy t-shirt, because they have that at home. That's accessible. I'm playing hip hop in the background in my yoga class, because that's what they, you know, so you have to literally meet people. If I went in there playing all that floaty music and, you know, it's already intimidating. It's not in our community. So that's not gonna, you have to, from the door, you have to set, you have to set the intention of wanting to connect with you. So now when I go to the North side, I put on my matching Lululemon outfit. You know what I'm saying? I get my code switch on and get my English together. And I, and I use my Savasana and do that. Um, but it, it's literally meeting people where they are literally. And, and that's pretty much how do you don't feel like I'm trying to put myself up here while I'm trying to help you. I put myself underneath you to pick you back up. Thank you so much, Ia, for talking with me today and sharing all that you're doing. If people would like to support your work, how can they do that? Uh, you can definitely donate. Uh, Cash app, Ia thanks you. Not too difficult. Ia, E-A, thanks with an S, U-Y-O-U. You can definitely donate there. There's still a GoFundMe page up for Thug Hippie, but I prefer direct donations because at this point, every penny counts and GoFundMe takes stuff especially the larger the donation, the more they take. So that's, you know, that's, that's a problem. I need that $30 too. Uh, but thughippie.org is the website, thug.hippie on Instagram, thughippie anywhere, Facebook, you can find thughippie. And then my own personal self is eatheartist.com. So you can find me there as well, which will still lead you to everything else. Well, thank you again so much. This has been really wonderful. I'm so glad I got a chance to hear more about all the work that you're doing. Yes, I thank you and I appreciate your interest. That was um, very motivating and encouraging. So thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support us, consider joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash labthreadpodcast. If you're not in a position to financially support us, you can help out by spreading the word and following us on social media. Stories, concerns, and manifestos can all be emailed to labthreadpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Remember to take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, from Chicago, Illinois, this is The Labyrinth and the Thread. Thank you.